you see it in the Children Lab and Lift for Children's Church. You can do that. been a, a number of, of books that have, and full light please, um, there have been a number of books that have been written about um, the decline of trust, that, 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 that people don't trust um, the way they used to, that in, in, you know, employees don't trust their employers, uh, people don't trust the government, uh, it, it, it's, it's been... Who do you trust anymore? And why is it? Why is it that we don't trust? Uh, and, and so we're going to look at the value of trust. You know, why this is, um, why this is important today. The, the, the least trusted people are telemarketers, used car salesmen, and what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> politicians. <laughs> the most trusted people are pharmacists and Pastors. So I'm here to sell you some prescription drugs. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in... Why? Why is that? Let's just think about it. You know, why is it that... that because this, this kind of goes off. It's called parataxic distortion. It's, it's what happens here kind of goes off to God. Um, we, last week we talked about truth decay. Um, we, we said that, you know, since people are saying there's no such thing as absolute truth, that there's no source of absolute truth, that nobody tells you absolutely the truth all the time, that even the Bible, well, you know, it doesn't tell you absolute truth. So if I can't trust this, let's say it's 90% truth. Let's say it's 99% true. If it's only 1% false, then I can't trust it at all. Because how do I know if that 10% if that or whatever is false? If I tell you, look, I'm only going to lie to you 10% of the time. Again, you can't trust me 100% of the time. We have a society that says, well, look, you, nothing is absolutely true, and... and um, just whatever works. But God says, no, you were made to trust. You were made to trust. I have made you to trust. And, and if you don't wind up uh, um, trusting me, you're going to make something to trust. And anything that I trust or value Actually, anything that I, tr I said more than God, but maybe anything that I trust or value to give me something that only God can give me. That's what the Bible calls as an idol. An idol is not primarily something you, you, you kneel and worship. It's the first commandment. It's the most important thing. Above all things, God says, I don't want any idols. And an idol can be something perfectly good. It's, it's whatever it is going to be the thing that's most important. It's, it's whatever makes me feel significant or successful or whatever else. It's, it's, it's something that only, that even God says, okay, this is something I'm going to give you, and, and if we look to something else to do it, 
That's an idol. And we're going to look at what happens when we start trusting other things to do for us what only God can do and why we can't trust and why we should trust him. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, this thing called trust, it's, in the Bible you call it faith. Faith is not knowing some facts. Satan knows the facts. Trust. It's about trust. It's about trusting you rather than trusting other things, even good things, to supply the needs that you put inside of us. Show us today how to have trust. I mean, everything else is dependent on this. We don't get this. We really don't get anything else. We have religion. We don't really have relationship. What's that about? Nothing. Thank you. Thank you that you can show us. You want us to have this. You want us to trust you. You want us to have faith in you. Show us through your word, not through me. I'm just a messenger boy. I'm just a tool. Show us in your word how to trust you, why we can trust you, why we need to trust you, and not to trust anything else the way we trust you. Amen. So, it says, for your own good, don't make, uh, don't sin by making an idol in any form. And by the way, an idol is, okay, this is what God is like. Any false conception of God, any inaccurate conception of God is an idol. And then God says, this is me. And this is what I am like, which is why we spend so much time studying his word. Because as soon as we begin to twist it, then we've turned God, instead of God, we have an idol. And God says, that's the thing I hate the most. Don't twist me. Don't have a wrong conception of me. You can't have a relationship with me. You know, this is me. Anything else is an idol. So, first question is, what happens when I trust anything else more than God? I am disappointed. When I look for, for something else um, to give me, you know, to give me significance, to give me self-worth, to give me success, to give me any, when I look to anything else, what's going to happen? I'm going to get disappointed. When, uh, when a person says, uh, if I could only find Mr. Right, Miss Right, if I could only find that, if I could only get married. Anybody want to give a testimony of that? <laughs> then there's a, if I could only get this, if I could only, if I could only start this church, right? Then, wow, man, then, then I've made it, right? And, it, and it's like God, God's saying, that's an idol. You're taking something perfectly good and you're looking for it to give you something only I can give you. That's the definition of an idol. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with this. But if I worship, if I'm looking to, for this to give me, if I'm looking for my kids, my wife, my husband, my job, my anything to meet a need in me that only God can meet, that is idolatry. And I will be disappointed. And I will be disillusioned. Blame God. 
He said, yeah, those who make idols are disillusioned. Always. It, sooner or later, and then it's like, God, I, I don't get it. And, you know, I thought if only I had this, or if only I had that, or if only I had that. And it's like God is going, I never said that was going to make you significant. I never said that was going to give you security. I never said that. You, you put, in fact, you're set, you actually set yourself up here because, you know, you put your hope in something that only I can give you. You, you, you set them up. In, in Scripture, it says this, here. Of what value is an idol? For he who makes it trusts in his own creation. And we have a need to trust. We have a need, you know, we, we, as babies, as, we need to trust something. God put that need in us. We want to trust something. And, and so, um, and then people will trust in horoscopes. They'll trust in, they'll trust in all kinds of things. We want to find something to trust, something to trust, something to trust. But it's always disappointing. And it's always disillusioning unless you trust. Not merely in God, but the God that's in here. If God twisted a little bit, will disappoint you. Which is why it is so important to know the truth about God. And then the truth sets you free. Because just a, just a little bit of poison will poison you. Here. It says here... Uh, the poor deluded fool is trusting something that can give him no help at all. Yet he cannot bring to himself to ask, is this thing, this idol, a lie? That's the question. And two things is, am I looking to, for something to meet a need in me that only my relationship with God should meet. And, and is my conception of God what God really is? Second thing is, I get dominated. I get dominated. Here, the Bible says here, you were controlled by dead idols who led you astray. If you're going to make a list, any of us, make a list of top 10 things in your life. Top 10 things that you think about. Top 10 things that you, that you, that you dream about. Top 10 things that you, I mean, you know, whatever's number one is your God. I know that's a tough thing to hear. Well, you know, I believe, I believe, in, believe in God does not mean I agree about God. That is not faith. That's knowledge. Satan has knowledge. It's not even agreement. It's whatever it is. That's my primary focus. Primary focus of my thoughts. Primary focus of my heart. Primary focus of my yearning. Primary focus. Whatever is my default that I go back to, right? That's really my idol, my God. And if it's not God, it's an idol. 
another scripture. Those who make idols end up like them. So does everyone who trusts them. So, if, and and this is the part that we really need to examine ourselves. Am I idolizing something? Am I making an idol? Um, Because if if it's about money, then I become a materialist. And it's all about, or if it's about success, you know, or if it's about whatever works, then I become a pragmatist. Or what, it's like, what is it that dominates my thoughts? What is it that I'm saying, if only I had this? God does not dwell, we find it here, in temples made by man. It really comes down, in a sense, to this, more, more we think about it. Do we want a God, or do we want a genie? What's a genie? A genie, you know, we go, Abra, Kadabra, peanut butter sandwiches, remember Sesame Street, right? And then out comes the genie. Your wish is my command. We want someone who serves us. What's wrong with that? It's upside down. Then we become the God. No, God says, it's not that I serve. Does God serve me or do I serve God? If, if, if I want God to serve me, I've got a genie. What I'm really looking for is a genie. But if it's like, God, I don't care about my need. I, I just want to serve you. And then God says, you got it. Jesus would talk about it. He would say, look, unless you, unless you hate everything else, you'll, it, unless you lose your life, you'll never find your life. In fact, every day he said, crucify yourself. Crucify yourself. And he said, it, it's, it's not about you. It's about me. Now, the truth is we get more by accident focusing on him than we will on purpose focusing on me. Because as soon as I'm focusing about me and my needs, then I'm trying to use a person or a thing or a job or this or that, you know, to meet my needs. And he says, forget your needs. Forget them. What are my needs? And again, it's a whole different paradigm. A whole different paradigm of thinking. Ever since the beginning, what did, what did Satan, what was the first temptation? Satan, well, Satan wanted to be God. I want to call the shots. And then Satan comes to Adam and Eve and said, look, you do this and then you'll be like God. And then <laughs> I, I, uh, did I put it over there, I put it in here, I, 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 there's this guy, Enrique Silberg. I think I put it, did I put it in my, my Bible? Or? Ah. And anyway, uh, I'll find it. <laughs> it's probably right there. He petitioned the, co- the court uh, to have his name changed to God. 
And so they were having a hearing uh, to um, decide if there was any just reason why we should not call him God. And, I, you know, it sounds really weird, but really he's a picture. This guy, Enrique Silberg, <laughs> is a picture of all of us. We want to be God. It's, I mean, really it comes down to, to this. It's, is, is God going to be God or are we going to be God? And, 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 and some parents, you know, the, kid, the little child was running and said, stop running, you're in God's house. That's, I understand where they're coming from, and I would probably say the same thing, but God is not contained. It's like, there's this book that was out, it became an HBO special, How Do You Spell God? And there was a rabbi and a monsignor, and the foreword was written by Dalai Lama, and it's like, basically, God is whatever you want him to be. Wrong. Wrong. Jesus did not come down and say, God is whatever you want him to be. That, that all paths are the same. No, he said, one path is right, just one. That is the truth. In fact, he said, I am the truth. But Because if that is the truth, then every other path is false. The mathematical answer to something is one and one is, and then if it's two, then every other answer is wrong. That's the nature of truth. Look at, why don't I trust God more? Why? I'll tell you. Because I don't really know him. Here, scripture says, those who know the Lord, trust him. That if I would just take away any of my misconceptions, any of what society is saying, any of what, what talk shows are saying, any, any what anything else, and just really get to, to, to know, first know about, and then come to know. You know about when you hear, the, you, you know when you trust. Here's the, uh, there's some popular, you know, cop conceptions of God. One is the cosmic cop. You know, God is, uh, and some people are raised in real legalistic, you know, religious environments, and God's like this, you know, cop who's watching everything you do, and it's always the truth twisted. That's the way Satan works. He takes a truth and he twists it. With Adam and Eve, he said, you know, um, well, if, if you take... That, that fruit, then you'll be like God, knowing good from evil. That, and God doesn't want you to have that. If you take the truth, you will be like God, and you will know good from evil. They had never known evil, right? And God knows evil, so you, now you'll know about evil. That's the truth, but it's twisted. And this idea is, well, God's watching, and he's going to get you. Can you love a God like that? Can you trust the God who's the cosmic cop? Or how about this one, the celestial Santa Claus? He's kind of like this old man, you know, kind of benign, and, and he kind of lets you do, he's the exact opposite. He'll let you do whatever you want, and, uh, you know, well, boys will be boys, right? You know, <laughs> girls just want to have fun, <laughs> right? 
and God just wants me to be happy, right? So if this makes me happy, God must like it. Or this one, the fallible God. Remember, <laughs> they have all these movies that come out, um, like George Burns, Oh God, and Oh God 2, and Oh God 3, and whatever. And God was like this, this little old man. And sneak. I mean, basically what it is is he's like us. Uh, he's like us, um, but just maybe a few more powers. Or um, the impersonal force. The force be with you. He is, he is, and I like Star Trek, you know? I mean, Star Wars, I should say. Wrong one. Doesn't matter. But anyway, <laughs> right? The force be with you. He's in, it's called pantheism, or panentheism is another version of it, where, um, you know, God is the, the force that's in everything, and everything, God is everything, and everything is God, and, and it's all together, and no, actually, the Bible says, no, God is the creator. He created. There's the creator and the creation. He is not everything. How about, how would you imagine God? Really? I mean, this is the most, one of the most important questions there is, period. People, you know, will say, well, I'd like to think of God... I don't mean to be impolite, but who cares? Who cares what I would like to think of God as? Who cares what you would like to think? The only thing that matters is what is God really? And that's why we study his word. Otherwise, and if first says, well, we can't really know, that means that that God is some weird thing that I, he put us down here and then he said, but I've given you no revelation of myself. You're just kind of on your own. And is that it? Why should I trust God completely? Because he is the truth. Uh, scripture says, look, we can completely count on him, for it is impossible for God to lie. It, uh, sometimes people, you know, say, well, is there anything God can't do? Yeah, God cannot lie. Which means he cannot lead you wrong. Which means if he said it, it's true, it always has been true, it always will be true. I can't lie. So you can trust me. Everything else can lie. I can. But he says, I can't lie. Jesus, by the way, said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, trust me because I am the only source of truth. Period. And by the way, either there is a God or there is no God. It, it, <laughs> There is no God. How the heck do you explain the universe, among other things? But, and if he is, then he can't lie. He cannot deny. He cannot be other than himself. It's like God cannot stop being God. And he loves me. That's the reason he made me. 
It wasn't like he was just bored and said, well, I, oh, I make animal, I make animal. Let's make a human, you know? <laughs> no. That's not the picture. The picture is this, in, in the Bible is this. Here, we know how much God loves us, so we have put our trust in him. Because God's perfect love drives out fear. What fear? The fear that, well, if, if, um, if I really trust him, if I really put myself in his hands, if I really give myself to him, he'll take away all my freedom. He'll turn me, he'll take away, I won't have any fun, and I'll turn into some kind of weirdo fanatic. Right? Which means God's some kind of devil. And then we're screwed, honestly, if that's true. Instead, he says, what the heck? Why do you think I made you if it wasn't to love you? God, in fact, that's why God has to be a trinity. There's the, the lover, the beloved, and the love that's between them. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The, the, and, and, and then God says, I want to expand the family. And I want you to be but love that is not received, that is forced, is assault. There's a lot of talk about assault, but you know, but he says, I'm, you can have all this love forever, but you must receive it. You must trust. We can't have a relationship without trust. Will you trust me? Not will you agree with facts about me. That's the start. But will you trust me? That's what faith is. You know, sometimes faith is, well, I have, I have faith, which means it's a positive attitude. That's not faith. Faith is, I'm going to trust you. In fact, here, look, he's in control. We've done this passage over and over again, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. God causes everything to work together for the good. He says, not everything is good. I'll make everything work for the good. Because people have to voluntarily trust me, those who do not voluntarily trust me will hurt each other. But I can work even those negative things. I can work, okay, I can work them. But, by the way, for those who love me, uh, the faith that finds expression of in love for those who trust me, I'll work everything for the good. For those who don't, fine. If you reject me, fine. If you don't want to trust me, it's the stupidest thing in the world. But I'm not going to force you. And because he will, help me, he says. In fact, this is a verse. If you're going to memorize a verse, let's memorize this one. Let's read it with me. Trust the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding. In fact, Jesus said, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's not just a little trust. Everything. It's not like, you know, remember the Lord in all you do and he will give you success.
to that. Don't depend on your own understanding. I think for me, I think for any of us, the test of whether or not we trust, in fact, the disciples say increase our faith, is how fast we obey. In other words, if, 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 I'm, if my dad were, were walking with me across street in New York and, 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 and we were coming in and um, maybe he went to, and, and he sees me in the street and he sees a truck come, right? And he goes, Richie, get out of the way! Now, I could go, right? Without even seeing it. I just trust him. And Pop does not do that unless there's a reason. If he tells me, get out, get the heck out of the way, boom, I'm gone. If I really trust him. Or, who are you to tell me what to do? You know, I'm my own person. Explain to me why. When God says, don't do this or do this, I go, boom. That's trust. Right? I heard a pastor talk about um, that he was teaching a Bible class and and he, and he was talking about God's, you know, uh, about, about the beautiful gift of sex. And, um, and, and, and after that, uh, a couple um, came up to him afterwards and said, we've been living together. We, we heard what you said. We didn't really understand all about this. It says, and we realized that, that what we're doing is wrong and, and we want to get married right now. And... Uh, So he did. He just took him out into the porch, patio there at the church, and married him instantly. And whether you agree, what I love about the story is, is this what God wants? Boom, I'm doing it now. Right? That's trust. Uh, Philip meets the Ethiopian eunuch, tells him about it, says, oh, I'm supposed to get baptized? Baptize me now. There's some order. Let's do it right now. That's trust. Trust means I want to obey. I want to do whatever it is. And I want to do it right now. Anything else is, it's not trust. They made idols unto their own destruction. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just trust me. I, don't, I, I think of the, when the kids, you know, you take them swimming and say, come on, come on, jump. And you're in the pool and, 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 and they're on the edge and, and they're all excited. Jump, jump, right? And they're going, right? And, and they don't know. And then they, they just, and you put your arms around them and, and they're so happy and you're so happy. They trusted you, right? That's all he says. That's all this is about. 
trust me. I think God deliberately doesn't explain some things. Because he's trying to say, will you trust me? Because it's all about trust. And if we don't get the trust thing down, we've lost everything. We've missed everything. Let's pray. Of course you are worthy of trust. I mean, when we think about it, it's so stupid not to trust you. The God of the universe, the one who was before everything, the one who, who sent his son to die on the cross. Jesus, how can we not trust you? you? You risked everything for us. You're at the right hand of the Father interceding. You're coming back for us. Of course you're worthy of trust. Of course. So, Lord, for what our... Uh, trying to make up our own little idols, trying to make other things more important than you, trying to, trying to make you, God, to fit my needs. It's, all, it's almost, I repent of all of it. And I put my life in your hands completely. Myself, my finances, everything. My self-esteem, my success, everything. Everything, everything, everything. Or I might as well just keep it all. It's all or nothing. 